Welcome to the California State University San Bernardino Cal podcast series. The College of Arts and Letters, Cal, affirms arts and humanities as the center of intellectual life. The college is committed to cutting-edge scholarship, visionary creative artistry, innovative teaching, digital literacy, and community engagement. In the Cal podcast series, we talk with members and associates of the CSUSB College of Arts and Letters, the faculty, staff, students, alumni, and supporters. Thank you for listening to another episode upcoming here today with the music department's Dr. Martine Galvo, specialty in music technology. But we're going to find out more. And thank you so much for being on board. Thank you for having me. Let's start with where you grew up and uh, what was that like? Uh, so I was originally born in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro. And Lived there for a few years, moved to Mexico for a few years. Eventually, my family ended up in the U.S., just outside of Washington, D.C., a place called Rockville. And um, so I mostly grew up around D.C. It was very diverse, like people from like all over the world uh, lived near me. So that was, yeah, that was a cool time um, growing up there in the 90s. And then I went off to college down in Georgia, so kind of shifted over, but still East Coast. You, how is it that you have no accent whatsoever? Uh, well, I've been here, let's see, um, well, yeah, over 20 years, so I've uh, had some time to work on my accent. <laughs> well, it's wonderful. Describe to us what your education path was. Sure. So... I started off in college studying marketing. Um, I played instruments all throughout my life. I, I was in the orchestra and band in high school, middle school, et cetera, marching band. I'm a drummer. Um, that's my like primary instrument. So um, kind of stuck with drumming and percussion throughout all of my schooling. But then when I got to college, I started off as a music major, but then I ended up as a marketing major. And I just, you know, continued playing music and taking um, electronic music classes actually for the first time. That's where I got into electronic music in college. And yeah, I discovered that you could use the computer to make interesting sounds. And um, as a drummer who, you know, like there's mallet instruments, you can play pitches on, you know, different kind of percussion instruments, but feeling like I wanted something that had like a little more like range, uh, from what I could do on the drum set, like that was really appealing to me. So I got into using this program called Max, which is a music programming language. Everything kind of took off from there. Then I went to work in marketing for a couple of years. I decided I wanted to go back to music. So I did that. Actually ended up here in California, down the road at UC Irvine and was there for two years getting an MFA in the integrated composition, improvisation and technology program which is now a PhD program. And then after that, I went back to the East Coast, spent a year in Atlanta, and then I went up to Rhode Island, where I got my PhD in computer music and multimedia up at Brown. We covered a little bit of this um, next question here, but when did you find your interest in music and then music technology? Again, you covered some of it, but did it start in childhood or your love of music? Were your parents musicians? Um, no, <laughs> they, my dad plays a little guitar, my mom sings, uh, but they're not professional musicians. Um, no one that I know of in my family is a professional musician. I just 
started off playing piano um, and eventually just found my way to drums. I think that was the first instrument that I really clicked with. So I just stuck with it throughout you know, school and college. You know, being a professional percussionist is, uh, like it's a very small pool of people that get to do that and play in symphony orchestras. So I decided to just, you know, expand my, my skill set in college into electronic music. And so, yeah, once I figured out that that was a possibility, I kind of just ran with that one. And also just the fact that I could combine some of my interests in computer science with uh, music, like wrap it into one thing, like that, that was really appealing for me. Do you do your own music? Yes, I do. Uh, well, let's see. I haven't really put out a track in a while. Hey, we play local bands at Coyote Radio. Shameless plug here. If there's yeah. something from the past that you'd like to get on Coyote Radio, I know <laughs> someone who could help. Okay. I'll have to <laughs> dig through the archives. Yeah. I mean, most of the music that I make these days, I work a lot with theater. So it'll be music for kind of like multimedia theater productions or like music, like interactive music installations. So not so much like a track, but more so things that, or, you know, music environments that people can kind of walk into and interact with. You had mentioned off mic uh, about going to the San Bernardino Symphony. What was it that you saw there? How'd you enjoy that? Oh, it was great. I mean, they, they have a beautiful space in downtown San Bernardino. And I was just there for their, I guess they have a yearly gala event that I got invited to through the music department. Um, so I didn't get to hear them play but hoping to do that soon yeah it is a beautiful theater um in riverside they always do the nutcracker at uh, the fox there and it's pre-recorded soundtrack but they do nutcracker with a symphony and let me tell you both production companies are always good mm -hmm. but when you have a live symphony doing the nutcracker boom yes yeah. it's, it's wonderful yeah it's a whole different thing there you yeah. go so what do you like most about your area of expertise i like a lot of things about it and i'm really glad that i get to do this every day that's a uh, super <laughs> i get pumped every morning i wake up I'm like oh i get to do music tech again cool i think the you know um sort of like the breadth of what you can do with music technology is really exciting. Um, so I, I started off as a percussionist and I started, you know, doing things with electronics, more to like record myself playing drums. But then, oh, can I put some effects on the drums? Can I like make a little like distortion program or something on the computer that's going to process the sound, which then leads into computer science and programming, um, also leads into acoustics. Um, and recently I've been working with... Uh, like hardware, like building hardware for installations and for making musical instruments. So that's led me into the path of, you know, electrical engineering, totally amateur electrical engineering, but like trying to But no, that's up. kind of like a producer role, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I try to be the uh, <laughs> producer of, of as much as I can, just because like sometimes I don't have a, you know, a whole team of people helping me out to make stuff. So I kind of had to figure out what, what was possible for, for me to come up with. So I, I don't know. I, I like that I get to sort of explore different areas and, and connect them together. So I think right now the like hardware software side of things is really interesting to me. So making interfaces people can use as instruments or um, kind of like interactive computer programs that act as like an effect or some kind of like algorithmic music generation system. If you're a, a student and they're learning from you and they have this experience, what kind of job would that lead to for them? 
Yeah. Well, the other side of what I do that I didn't really talk so much about is the recording and producing side of things. So that's also music tech. Um, music tech just encompasses so much. So if you're a student and you're doing more of the recording, producing side of things, there's jobs at recording studios and production. Uh, a lot of times, you know, film has a big sound component to it as well that people don't really think about as much. So film sound is a big area. Radio, <laughs> like right here. Um, Another side of it is once you start getting into the more uh, like lower level details of music tech, um, like, you know, maybe you start off working with GarageBand or another digital audio workstation like that. And, you know, if you want to find out how a delay actually works or a reverb effect, then you can go deeper into that. And there's a class I'm teaching right now uses a programming language called Pure Data to do audio processing. So once you start learning that side of things, then you can actually go into a lot of other jobs that are more um, related to maybe like video game sound production or prototyping sound for, uh, I have a friend that works at Facebook or Meta now, um, doing uh, things using like those kind of prototyping programming languages for sound. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, the video gaming and all of that. And do you see it as plus to be next to Los Angeles because there's so many jobs in this area? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I need to get out there a little bit more. But there's such a huge industry out there for film, music, um, video games, um, lots of interesting stuff going on. Yeah. So lucky us. What led you to Cal State San Bernardino? Yeah, well, like I mentioned earlier, I, I spent a couple of years here in California and I, I did really want to come back to the side of the country. After spending most of my life on the East Coast, I, I felt like I was missing the West Coast. So when I saw this job pop up, I was like, okay, yeah, California, Southern California, another plus. Um, and then I applied, I, you know, throughout the interview process, got to know the faculty um, and everyone was really great, super welcoming, super nice, um, really great experts in their fields. So I just thought that I would really like to have these people as my colleagues. And then in the final round of the interview, um, I got to meet some of the students from the music tech program. And Everyone was really just excited about music technology, about making music, producing. They were really curious about everything that I was presenting and my job talk. Um, they had questions to ask. So, uh, yeah, I think the students and the people here are a big reason of why I, I chose San Bernardino. And I, I really was looking forward to coming here. And, yeah, after getting here, it's a really great community and, and the place is beautiful. So, What have you found that you like about the Inland Empire? Oh, I mean, I was going to say the weather, but some days it's a little hot. But in general, in general, it's better than spending winters in New England. Um, that's, yeah, it's a whole other thing. Yeah. So just getting to go outside, like walking outside of the music building and seeing mountains right here, it's kind of incredible. And being close to LA, being close to the beaches, people are pretty nice out here. <laughs> Again, it's that whole East Coast, West Coast thing. I think people on the East Coast are, I don't know if they're just a little more direct or a little more, uh, you know, rough around the edges, but um, I've had really pleasant interactions with people out here. Yeah. And being, being less than, or I guess like about an hour from the Pacific Ocean is yeah. a big plus. Yeah. If you go on a, a Sunday morning, you can be there in 70 minutes. 
That's your window Sunday morning. I don't know if it's because everybody's sleeping in, oh. now hungover, going to church. <laughs> right. But I literally have made it from my house in East Highlands, a uh, 70-minute straight shot to Newport Beach. Mm. Okay. Crazy fast. In the classes that you teach right now, what are the students learning? Describe a little bit more your classes. Sure. So I'm teaching three classes right now. Um, the first one is Music 2266, which focuses on using mobile technologies to create digital media, um, to create content with you know cell phones, tablets, things like that. And so in that class, so far we've covered, um, we've done a unit on podcasting. So really focused on audio, how to produce audio just on your phone, uh, recording and producing it using your phone using a platform called BandLab, which is free. And actually, you can use it on your phone as an app, but you can also use it on your computer as a browser-based application. So nothing to download even. So that was the first unit. So students uh, went and created their own podcast episode, recorded interviews, did uh, monologues, uh, produced all of that, incorporated some you know, uh, sound clips, music, um, and then submitted that as their first project. And then after that, we moved on to um, using sound in the context of uh, video and multimedia work. So now we're looking at a program called VN. I think it used to stand for something, but now it's just called VN. And that one is also an app and something you can use on your computer. Um, really intuitive platform for editing video and they also have a lot of great features for um, working with sound so thinking a lot about the relationship between sound and image on screen um, and so the last unit that we're going to cover is looking at just digital media like how to create and host content online um, you know if you make a podcast or if you have um, a vlog or something how would you go about putting that content out there so people can access it but the other classes I'm teaching, one's electronic music production, where students can expect to um, learn how to use a digital audio workstation. So that might be something like GarageBand or Pro Tools or Ableton. Um, so they can use whatever DAW or DAW they want. But the one I'm teaching is called Ardor because it's a free open source one that's really good. Um, so learning how to use uh, that, how to record uh, audio into your computer, how to use MIDI instruments, how to use virtual uh, synthesizers, uh, effects like delayed reverb, automation, all of that kind of information you need to know to produce your own tracks. And then at the end of the semester, students are going to actually have some tracks to show at the final class showcase on December 5th. Boy, that sounds fun. Was that class taught recently or are you resurrecting it? Yeah, I think it's been around. It's mostly been taught with Pro Tools, but Pro Tools, they did away with the free version of their software. And so we switched over to Ardor. I think now they actually brought it back. I don't know. I haven't tried out the new free Pro Tools. It's um, It's been around. It's a little different. I kind of restructured some things now. Yeah. I mean, that is what they're into. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Come, yeah. come sign up. Yeah. And class three. <laughs> yeah. So there's another one. Um, so the other class that I'm teaching right now is Music 4290 Analog and Digital Synthesis. Um, so that's kind of like a more advanced upper level class where we get to go under the hood of what's going on in these digital audio workstations. So not just using synthesizers that are out there, but making your own synthesizers, making your own filters, making your own delay, reverb, um, using a programming language called Pure Data. So you can really just kind of connect things up and make all this stuff from scratch. So students in there are learning how to do all of this. Um, they just turned in their midterm project. So some really interesting but then the second half of that class, we are using a original Buchla analog synthesizer we have in the lab that um, 
is if you've seen, I don't know, pictures or movies of old uh, recording studios or electronic music labs, there's some gear with a bunch of wires sticking out of it and tons of knobs and flashing lights. So it's one of those. It's a really great uh, analog synthesizer that we have there. So students are going to be working uh, with that instrument for the second half of the semester. That is awesome. All right, now switching gears to to, uh, the personal note. Outside of work, being settled in your house, how many months have you been here now? Oh, how many months have I been here? Uh, A little over, almost two months. Yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? Um, Well... I moved into a pretty old house from the 70s and a lot of stuff is broken. Um, so I don't know if I like to do it, but most of my free time is spent kind of fixing stuff around the house. Like there's just something goes wrong every day. When I'm not doing that, I like to go over to um, Crystal Cove State Park. That's uh, probably my favorite beach that I've come across in the area. Um, I also spent some time up in the mountains in... Uh, Twin Peaks. So just kind of checking out the the mountains, going for little hikes up there. And then when it gets colder, um, maybe in a couple months, I'll probably go up there again to try out the snowboarding at Big Bear. Wonderful. That is that is terrific. Big Bear is good. Um, it, Redlands on Thursdays, they have a, a fairly good market night, oh. farmer's market. Have, have you been to it? No, I feel like I haven't done anything because I just stay in the house and just deal with stuff. Yeah, I need to get out of the house more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you have a house, it's it's a it's a money pit, it's a labor of love because I yeah. have an older house as well. So yeah. I understand that. What kind of upcoming classes are you going to be teaching or the music department in general? Yeah, so we've been restructuring the music tech minor to um, have a little bit more of a focus on um, you know, things that students have been interested in, so like recording, producing, um, but also um, along kind of along the lines of the pure data programming side of things, looking more into, um, you know, how to provide students with the skills to build their own music technologies, like build their own plugins. So that's another class that I'm working on putting together, uh, maybe two classes, it's a big topic, but um First, understanding how delay, reverb, et cetera, plugins work, and then learning how to build them um, yourself with this programming language, uh, Pure Data, and then learning how to export those plugins that you make as VSTs, as things you can use in Ableton or Pro Tools. So yeah, then you can really build your own toolkit of, of effects and instruments and use them wherever you want. Go music department. <laughs> and then the other one is an instrument building class. So, uh, you know, you can buy a lot of off-the-shelf controllers like MIDI keyboards and buttons and sliders, um, and those are great. But sometimes you want something custom that nobody's making, um, or you maybe you want to make a controller that is also something you can wear and has conductive textile um, fabrics. So uh, this class, I'm also working on putting this one together, but we'll be building um, MIDI controllers uh, from scratch. So using buttons and sliders and whatever other kind of conductive stuff you can find, um, sensors, um, putting it all together, probably with the Arduino framework for those of you who have worked with electronics before, and then using that to control like your DAW or your pure data patch. I just know from being on the radio side, how many of the students are into that big time. Okay, great. Everything you're talking about. So (laughs) 
Um, I'll have to share that with him. On the Cal podcast series, we've been spending time with Dr. Martim Galvo, and he is in the Department of Music. His specialty is music technology. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode in the Cal podcast series. If you'd like to learn more about the CSUSB College of Arts and Letters, log on to our website at csusb.edu slash cal. I'm Kelly Cluquet, and I'll see you next time.